0: Welcome to the Backyard Buddhist Podcast. I'm Ron Powell-McLean, here with my good friend and co-host, Danny Hobart. Some days, more than others, we have trouble keeping our heads in the game. Persistent thoughts continually knock us off our seat of awareness, and the result is often depleted exhaustion and some despair. Today on the Backyard Buddhist, we're talking about feeding our inner demons. Hello, Buddha Dan. How are your demons today? Good day, Paolo. My demons
1: are mostly at bay. How about yours? They are amazing.
0: (laughs) It's what everybody wants, amazing demons. (laughs) Amazing demons. So our topic today comes from one of our listeners, T in Nevada, and she says, I would love to hear about the different ways people are practicing bodhicitta and feeding your demons in daily life while keeping healthy boundaries in stressful interactions. Thanks for your question, T. We're going to talk about bodhicitta in another segment, but I really loved this question about demons. And just for clarification, the Buddhist demons that we're talking about, or maras, M-A-R-A, um, in Sanskrit, are not actually like blood blood-sucking zombie ghouls pursuing to eat our brains, but they're the demons that we're referring to are everyday energies in our experience such as fear, depression, anxiety, trauma, illness, addiction and even relationship difficulties. So demons are anything that drain our energy and keep us from being completely awake and aware. You know, <clears throat> good timing on this
1: question obviously. Uh I had a really good call with a good friend a couple of weeks ago, and she she works for a nonprofit, and they're, of course, working at home, but it's a, you know, she has sort of a medium-sized office, so there's a number of people, and they have Zoom calls, and video calls, and phone calls, and all those things that people have now, but we talked a lot about, you know, how she stays sane, and how I do, and she inspired me very much so to make a schedule for myself, especially during Corona. Now I'm self-employed. So my boss literally gives into my every whim, Uh, which is, which is problematic when there are no restrictions on freedom, let alone when there are no, when there are restrictions on freedom. So what I've, started to do I started last week uh, in earnest is to set sort of to set work hours uh I have a an office that is a small office building and it's sparsely populated and so it's fairly safe for me to go in there and not touch anything or see anybody so I've started regular work hours and it's done two things for me one it's given me something to do which is a lovely way to fight a demon and two it's returned a little bit of normalcy and you know that little extra bit of sort of hope that comes along with that doing the thing that you've been doing for so long that's been pretty nice the consistency of well expectation uh is has helped. It's helped. It's helped me. So making a schedule—that's the—that's the short answer. Too long didn't listen. That's the short answer. Make a schedule.
0: I have embraced the schedule as well, and you know, even to the, even to you know, I'm a little OCD, so um, I really like things <clears throat> to be sort of in their place and a place for everything and i can quickly feel overwhelmed when things sort of get out of sorts so I, I literally even have the the daily chore list that's i'm dusting this room this day i've keep joking that i've made dusting a uh, a sport <laughs> i'm going to start lobbying that it gets into the olympics i mean if curling made it in you may need to move to Canada for that to happen. Just, uh, just saying. Dusting and curling. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. not. Yeah. So I do, uh, I do embrace the sort of normalcy of it. So when we talk about demons and, you know, even the, you know, the darker stuff, you know, we're talking a bit, you know, lighter, that, you know, can be just sort of the agitation of losing our, you know, the structure of our, of our day, because we're all feeling a new normal of that as well. That there's all of these inner, these inner demons that keep working their way up. And there's a, a strange separateness that we that we do when we start on a Buddhist path and start exploring sort of these these ideas. So when we're on our seat and we're practicing and we get that that ease and calm abiding and that sensation of everything is okay, because we're really looking for that perpetual okayness. That's what calm abiding really looks like. And we do a really good job of that. We sit and we isolate ourselves from too much stimulus, and we get in touch with that calmness at the core of everything that we can find the the natural state, and things are perpetually okay. We do really well at that, and then we open the door and walk outside or walk downstairs and something is not okay some you know maybe you get something in the mail or you get a phone call or you have an interaction with you know, someone else. And now you have agitation and these obstacles continually kind of throw their themselves in the way of your previously accessed calm abiding. So, you know, when I, when I start a lot of my practice, I really love the Path clearing and wish fulfilling prayer to Padmasambhava, and it's uh, gives me sort of the uh, the awareness going in to my practice that I'm going to be continually assaulted, if you will, with these hindrances and obstacles. So it's a lot of my practice is showing up to be aware that there are going to be obstacles yeah and that's a that's a fair
1: distinction to make that we are talking about you know sort of more lighthearted day day-to-day you know the 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 smaller picture uh suffering or demons uh when you're talking about the big boy stuff you know The depression, anxiety, purpose, meaning a life style of things, you know, for me, that's no different now than it is before COVID, than it is, you know, as a college student, as a whatever age or part of life that I've been in, you know, that's been a struggle uh, and and I count myself fortunate because it's manageable for me. And I've been lucky enough to find good teachers like you and like others, uh, to find, you know, professionals, teachers, mentors, friends, relationships, all these things that, that help you uh, sort of find your way through life. Right. You know, th- this time in life though is harder for people because it, like it or not, it's taken away contact. Right. And, you know, we all want contact. Uh, you know, I was just I just texted out the other day uh, that, you know, I miss I missed seeing everybody in person and, and hugging everybody. <laughs> uh, but that's important. Right. And so to take that away and then, of course, you can spiral down into the really nasty, dark, deep stuff, the stuff that affects you on a very base level. You know the thing that keeps you in bed uh, in the morning until the afternoon, or the thing that keeps you up all night long. Uh, these are these are th- those are obviously more serious and more powerful demons, and you know that's why I practice um, not to get into the the big long backstory of it all, but is to is to understand my suffering is to understand the, the nature of it and to find out a way to live with it, right? And ultimately for me, that is to become aware of it and let it go. Uh, we say all the time, uh, you know, be awake and aware, awake and aware, awake and aware. Even repeating that in your head while you're meditating, awake and aware, awake and aware. Ah. Oh, I forgot to pay that bill. Oh, I don't have the money to pay that bill. Awake and aware, awake and aware, awake and aware. Be awake and aware. It's not always easy, but it is
0: simple. Well, and let's not, let's not forget that the little stuff and the big stuff are really not different. So when we're talking about the little agitations, remember the little agitations can build. So even if you combine, you know, several little agitations, they feed into a larger agitation. So there's a progression. So I don't want to uh, minimize any agitation. Any agitation is really just more dukkha, more dissatisfaction, more suffering, if you will. So we don't want to... Minimize any of it. So it could be gross and really prevalent suffering, or it could be little suffering. It could be, you know, bodily, you know, toothache kind of stuff that unchecked the toothache turns into excruciating pain.
1: So, what are some of the small things? For you, if you have any shareable examples that sort of become the bigger thing, like a, a real real world thing, if you have one,
0: I'm guessing you do. Well <laughs> you know <laughs> there are several. And you know, knowing that I have kind of this um, this need for things to be settled around me, um, even things like dust. Can feel like they're building to something that's overwhelming. That I feel, you know, that it's the little stuff that I know I need to clean out the car. I know I need to clean out the garage. I know that I keep forgetting to send that one bill off. You know, because I was going to walk to the the mailbox so that I could get some exercise in because. That's on my list. And that's on my list. And that's on my list. And now my list is so big Mm -hmm. that it feels like it's overwhelming and there's no end in sight. Like it can be all of the little things that end up on the list that end up being the overwhelming feel of feeling of, I can't move. Like I'm, entrenched in anxiety and I don't know where to start. That's, that's one that's, you know, um, really prevalent for me. So I, I really have to be diligent to working what the agitations are and sometimes it's just making a list and really prioritizing what are the what are the 3 things that I would like to accomplish today and breaking it down into okay that one's uh, it's on the list and I feel better that it's on a list and I can now focus my attention to what is the most important thing today
1: okay so Those types of things, the you get locked up with anxiety. I mentioned a few. You can't sleep or you can't get out of bed. Those types of things are really sort of a physical manifestation of suffering. Right. But I have a pop quiz for you, teacher, because (laughs) we have not studied much about demons or Mara's. Mm -hmm. So is that is is what what is that in relation to those types of things is it a demon that sort of takes you over and locks you in place or keeps you up
0: how does uh, that work you know i really i you know i will categorize them and i will continue to categorize them into obstacles and hindrances so if i you know i just see that thing that that experience you know there's feelings that that come up with with each of these things and it might be feeling of just irritation it's the you know the news program that keeps persisting in my ear and it's just creating of a feeling of anxiety that rather than sort of enduring that, I can see it for what it is. It's causing fear, it's causing anxiety in me, and I need to move away from it. I took, um, I've taken a couple days um, away from, consciously taken a couple days away from news, because I've, you know, I realized that underlying sort of dread that I was feeling from continually checking in. And, you know, I think we're all balancing or trying to balance hearing what we need to hear so that we are educated and know how to react and how to, you know, skill, have skillful action rather than having just this unconscious behavior of, fear and dread. And now I'm ready to hide in the basement in a corner and keep away from, you know, the virus and keep away from other people. And I, I told my husband the other day, you know, it's, it's with continued focus that I am not becoming really anxious and, you know, I, I feel like I'm that personality that could easily be afflicted with something like agoraphobia, where this could impact me so dramatically that I don't want to leave the house. I, I'm always on that, you know, on that edge anyway. I don't really want to leave the house. I'm really, you know, I'm really quite content here. Yeah. Um, and I've, Come to understand, you know that there's, you know, there's just a bit of fear um, in the unknown of, you know, leaving the confines. Not that there's not, you know, um, dangers here and that sort of thing. But I'm that guy. I'm that guy that's on the edge, um, and I'm I'm pretty okay holding out here. I have an appointment actually this afternoon to, you know, go get my arm looked at, which I injured a couple months ago, and I started just feeling all this anxiety about, Oh my God, I'm going to actually be face to face with somebody. And I spent two hours at a sewing machine that I haven't taken out of a box in 10 years, making masks for myself yesterday so that I'm prepared and I don't feel so anxious, um, going into that situation. So those are a bit of my demons. That's a, that's a lot of
1: fear, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and the thing that I run into with those things, because fear is really at the heart of a lot of it. You get fear and anger. We joke, you know, I joke about the Star Wars quotes from that, but it it really all sort of boils back to that violence, and rage, and those types of really negative uh, emotions. And, you know, it, The 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 problem I really deal with when I start to get scared of something these days more often than not I'm at least able to identify that you know I can say well I'm you know worried about this work thing and and I'm have anxiety and I'm because I'm scared because I don't know what's going to happen or and but but then this is where my Buddhist uh, practice turns on me and uh, ultimately my mind turning on me. Uh, I'll start, I'll start, I'll start criticizing myself and the, the hot take on that is that why are you scared of something? You know better. And so then uh, not only am I scared of a thing, But I'm critical of myself because I know better than to be scared of the thing. And now I'm failing, right? Um, That for me is what those types of fears do. I struggle with that side of it in being compassionate toward myself. You know, it's okay. It's okay that you're fearful. That's okay. There's no judgment that needs to be
0: placed on that. By you or anybody else oh but we do though that's the you know that's the first response to you know i'm scared well why are you scared you don't need to be scared that's just a thing baby but, come on baby so it then immediately minimizes the the human reaction to the human condition why do we it's do re- that
1: why do we I- do that it's because your mind is your enemy that's why we do that somehow that's related
0: to survival of your body or perpetuation of the species right but you know body speech and mind like we have to be aware that our minimization so if you know you and i were talking about it and i said Oh Dan, just get over it. You know, what are you what are you scared about? Instead of actually understanding, you know, going deeper, taking the introspective look and understanding what is creating that fear? What is really creating that fear? You know, is it because of a, you know, a a past experience and now, you know, it's it's the putting the hot, you know, hit the hand on the hot stove and discovering that it hurts. And, Oh, you know, what are you scared of the hot stove for? Well, because it hurts. (laughs) It hurts. Right. Probably the third degree burn I had when I was five years old. (laughs) Right. And the only way, the only way that we, you know, come to understand that there's, a bad situation that's going to come from putting our hand on the hot stove. Right? Like, it's just really, it's so counterintuitive that we develop this, this judgment and this minimization of any experience. Instead, you know, I think that there's, you know, there's really a better way of doing it. And, you know, one of the, One of the the Tibetan and Bon practices um, that we endeavor to experience is called Chod, C-H-O-D, and it's also known as cutting through or cutting through the ego, where we seek to tap into the power of facing these hindrances and obstacles. So many of these obstacles, just you know, so that we're clear, are exemplified in things like ignorance, anger, and dualism of thinking that we're separate from that which torments us.
1: It's a, I absolutely love this topic. I've been completely obsessed with, with ego and what that means lately, mm. how it controls us. I've been going down the you know, the philosopher path because you know, that's at the heart of of that, you know, the study of human nature and why man does a thing. Right. Man or woman, man meaning everybody, but woman, person does a thing. And it is fascinating the extent to which behavior can be predictable and Uh, irrational and you can be oblivious at the exact same time while doing it right
0: and usually are
1: (laughs) yeah usually almost without a without a doubt are because it's so much easier not to have to think about everything and not to have to pay attention it's lovely not to wouldn't it be nice if you just yeah, let's just get to enlightenment and we're done, and we just hang out and that's it. Like no more thinking, no more trying, no more, you know, <clears throat>
0: no more hours on the floor on a cushion or or right. staring at a wall or, let's you know, just, you know, we can just continue to distract ourselves with, you know, right. that you know, bottle of Jack Daniels or the bag of potato chips or the Netflix or the porn or whatever, you know, maybe, video games, right? book just, reading. It can be you know, anything lost, at all. Absolutely yes. lost. Maybe it's exercise well. that you're using as distraction. So instead we, you know, we endeavor to really identify. So I want to kind of talk about the, you know, the plan You know, and the the simplified version of chode practice. So, you know, first, you know, we're talking about, you know, our inner demon. So we start with the introspection that, and the intention that we're going to explore our inner self for the benefit of ourselves and for all other beings equally, So when we endeavor into this, it's not just for fixing me, but when I sort of fix me, it sort of fixes the projection that I give everyone else, right? Yep. Yep. Generosity. Yep. So if you're working with a demon that is stimulated by a person, like a partner or friend or parent, make certain that you're not focusing on, the person but instead the feeling that arises within you the issue is not the person involved but your experience of the feeling so we have to make sure that we're clear in getting to it's not it's not my husband that's irritating me it's that i'm having the experience of an irritation right Yep. right
1: right yeah generosity i threw it out there it that is So many of these things become my favorite thing, but they all, like I say about my little cousins, they're all my favorite, right? Generosity, uh, and I won't hit this on the hammer quite as much because we talked about it the other day, but when you're kind to yourself, that in turn is being kind to others and so important for me to understand that that's how that works,
0: but it starts at home. It starts with you. Absolutely. Yeah. So then we identify that we are having the experience of some obstacle, some demon, right? Okay. So we want to curiously study this feeling. And, you know, we can do this in our meditation practice where you're closing your eyes and you can feel it in your body. Where am I feeling the sensation of this agitation in my body and just you you can do the little body scan thing and see where do I feel tension or do I feel like you know if I'm having anger or if I'm having anxiety you know do I feel it in my stomach you know are my hands clenched is my jaw clenched what does my face and neck feel like during this, you know, during this introspection? Does it have a color? Does it have a shape? Do I feel a specific temperature? Do I feel hot or do I feel cold? So we take some time to watch the sensation, the sensation of having this experience. I'd like to throw out there,
1: you know, I had I used to have a really, sh- really short fuse and a really, quick temper and you know one of the things that i do i learned to i i learned to identify physically uh you know that this was about to happen now there's split seconds in there so it's not it's not as if this is easy but you know my temperature would rise mm-hmm. <laughs> and i could feel even just that that quick just flash of heat and you know, for me, uh, you know, I, this is long before I was meditating. So you can do this anytime, folks. Uh, sitting with it, meditating is a good, highly recommended for any issue may, you may have and any issue you may not have uh, from my perspective. But uh, you can, th- it can be a real world experience, too, when you're just out and about and going about your life
0: absolutely your ears feel hot when you start to get you know <laughs> yep yep i I definitely have the ears hot thing and they get bright red and so you know then then someone will call me out and your ears are bright red what's going on and I'm like Damn, I thought I was hiding it <laughs> uh, what
1: am i one of my the guy he was a prosecutor uh he's Still a practicing lawyer. I absolutely love him. He taught me so much as a young lawyer. Like he's a a mentor, even though we fought against each other constantly. But his head would turn, he was balding, his head would turn bright red, and he had a vein that would pop out. And we always knew, all of us knew we were making some headway uh, when we got him to that point. That's funny. Yeah. True story. All true. Wonderful, lovely.
0: Love the guy. Love him. I uh, recently had a, a boss that I could tell when she was lying because she had a this vein that literally popped out in the of her head. I'm like, well, there we go. <laughs> Take that with a grain of salt. So huh. you know, so we want to kind of get into this, you know, this feeling. We want to get into this, you know, this experience of of what we're feeling. And then You know, the chode practice encourages us to develop a visual image of the personification of this feeling. We talked the other day about me naming my ego Phil. That's right. I loved. Um, So we develop a visual image of the personification of this feeling. We picture this being in front of us. What does this feeling look like as... You know, even a person, what gender is it, what size is it, Um, what color and density, and what is it wearing, and what is the look on its face? And we're looking directly into that entity's eyes. We're trying to make connection and ask, what do you really, really want and need? And as we do this process, as we're looking deeply and asking what do you need, what do you want, what will make you satiated, we allow ourselves to change places with the demon. And as we change and take the seat of the demon, we can ask what do I want and really, really need? You're making it real. You're making it real, and you're in, you're you're taking the you're you're taking the opportunity to walk in the shoes, walk a mile in the shoes of that feeling. This feeling is no different than you. It's a facet of you. So, trying to understand what is causing the fear, what is causing the duality, what is causing this obstacle to manifest. So then we can sort of come back in our own body with the understanding of what that entity needs. And we can transform that knowing of what the demon needs into a nectar. And we, we visualize actually our own body becoming the nectar and it going into and feeding that demon. So, you know, this is all visualization of offering ourselves up as the solution to what is afflicting us. So then we can feed symbolically that demon and watch the demon relax and release its tension as it's satiated. Looking into that demon. It then transforms into light. And we can merge and melt into the calm abiding of that pure light. And finally, we rest in the awareness that this demon has become an ally and part of us, and we have a mutual understanding of each other.
1: You know, the the beautiful part of that is that it teaches you to be aware of your demon it teaches you to accept your demon and then it teaches you that by the way by the way there human being walking around you have demons they're real and they are a
0: part of you guess right. what accept it or suffer Right. And when you right. turn away, when you turn away and ignore it, you will continue to suffer. Absolutely. You, you'll never putting a face
1: on it. You know, it, it makes it, that's a much easier, this practice is much easier to do than just watching Netflix. <laughs> now one takes a little bit less effort but also, is, is far more work in the long run, right.
0: and far more effort, and far more suffering. We can, you know, we can take a an approach of using, you know, maybe a daily a daily thing. You know, I have uh, <laughs> I have onset of um, hangriness. on a, uh, uh, a, you know, on a pretty regular. So um, I can be very short and um, maybe even nasty at times if my body needs food. (laughs) So I understand that, you know, when I ask my husband what we want to have for dinner and he continually says, I don't know, what do you want? <laughs> and my <laughs> and my my flag, you know, <laughs> goes to full mast, and I'm like, oh, can we do this together? Can we can we find a solution together, and not spend the next two hours trying to figure out if we're going to order out or if we're going to make something from the freezer that is, we should probably should have thought about this morning two hours ago so I understand this condition of hangriness and will catch myself and sometimes it's just the act and the skillful action of leaving the room and getting my getting my bearings and sometimes that's just to make a trip to the refrigerator and have a cheese stick (laughs) so that I'm satiating that demon of my hangriness so then I can participate in the the active solution of what are we going to have for dinner you know it makes me think
1: uh i'm such a i love horror movies and (laughs) frankly it's hard it's hard you know you get older you've watched a lot and you've seen all the different genres and it, it gets hard to find something that sort of can get my blood pumping the adrenaline flowing the excitement which is why i like them ultimately i like to you know chase that high but here's the thing about horror movies the less like the ring is a perfect example and i'm not going to run through the whole thing but the the short of it is the 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 monster lives in a tv and at close to the end it crawls out like you never really see it it's a it's a it's a scary black formish monster lady person and you but you never see her and she it's extremely scary it's like a lot like she lives in your mind right and she's with you you can't go to bed you can't it doesn't matter who you're with or what room you're in or what city you go to or anything Man, and then she at the end, like she crawls out of the TV and like starts chasing people. And, you know, it's just, it's kind of like, well, you know what, now I've seen you. Now I know you're, I know you're a thing in the world. And guess what, now I can fight you. Now I can figure out what to do to you. Because now I know what you are. And certainly, uh, the filmmaker, uh, you know, they don't think of these things They're like, "Well, oh, this is a Buddhist chode practice, and this will help you identify your <laughs> demons." <laughs> no, but what they have done is identified something in human psychology, in the in the human psyche or the ego, right, that allows you, provides for you that once you can identify a thing, well, you know what? It's not quite so scary,
0: right. Yeah, they definitely tapped into the the experience of the, the unknown terror that thing yeah. that's chasing you but you don't know how it acts or what it does or what it looks like but it's lurking and yeah you know I'm not a fan of that <laughs> <laughs> no I know I'm happy to go watch those with
1: your husband uh, when he's not working 400 hours a week but yeah it's it's um it it's really the same principle right like you make something it's okay to make it real it's negative it's uncomfortable you're it's not a happy thing to have a demon it's not a happy thing to have an obstacle this this these are hard you know stressful you know trauma inducing things in our lives and you know we all know that the only way to fix these
0: things or to face them right it goes back to the it goes back to the teaching of the four noble truths and i keep you know trying to highlight this Mm. as you know the quintessential buddhist plan for transforming transforming any kind of suffering (laughs) transforming yeah (laughs) transforming our suffering into non-suffering and that is first by identifying that it's there, that there is a discomfort, a dissatisfaction, a suffering state, to then understand that there is a cause for that suffering and to identify that cause. We have to look inward. That's the introspective practice of understanding what it is that's really occurring so that we can then apply skillful action instead of having unconscious behaviors that result from those situations. So when we can turn it upon itself and feed what it needs, then it's like the crying baby. When we feed the baby or swaddle the baby or take care of the baby's needs, and sometimes it's, you know, because we've got a sometimes a pre-verbal experience that's going on that we have to endeavor to try some things and try you know is it hungry is it cold is it scared that we can do to nurture rather than judge and demonize when we when we call it a demon it now becomes outside of us because we don't want demons in us cast out by demons (laughs)
1: lipstick on your demon right (laughs)
0: you know they're prettier that way (laughs) yeah i'd say that's right
1: yeah well it's a it's a it to me it's an interesting way you know i love sci-fi and fantasy and fiction and all that so to me it's an interesting way to think of obstacles to think of you know the little embodiments of suffering uh, it's it's an interesting way to think about those things to to consider those in terms of demons and you know something that haunts you something that is in you but you don't want it um, right. it's it's um, it's an interesting way but like you say it goes back to the four noble truths like there's suffering in a cause and uh, you know a path to a uh, uh, a path on the your path to sort of uh, remove remove it or you know get past it let it go let it go
0: quench it let it go you know I think that's yeah. the that's the yeah. idea and you know I love the you know kind of the second part of T's question which was setting boundaries around it so I think when we can start to see where it's persisting that we can say eh, enough enough i understand that you're there and we're not always we're not always in the state that we can be helpful to ourselves sometimes we have to set a boundary where it's this is when I'm going to deal with this. Maybe it's our, you know, in our meditation practice. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of, you know, multiple meditation times a day. They don't have to be super long, but um, I know a lot of, you know, a lot of practitioners that do a morning and an evening uh, practice and maybe choose one to really focus on, Exploring that which is an obstacle or hindrance, yeah, yeah.
1: Sorry, ha- th- oh, go ahead. Well, no, I was about ready to say, I feel like I had uh, something really insightful to say, and then I got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, I'm almost I'm almost certain of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty certain I had an obstacle.
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: So our daily experience is filled with hindrances and obstacles. When we can see the heart of the cause of those inner demons, we can feed them what they need and calm the inner beast. By first understanding that they're is an obstacle, a cause for that obstacle, then you can see what that obstacle requires to be transformed. With wise and complete understanding, we can then participate in skillful action in relieving our own suffering. So thanks to all our new listeners, and thanks to Dan for endeavoring to explore our demons today. Keep tuning in. Follow us on whatever podcast platform you like. Message us on on Facebook um, and let us know what your questions are.
1: well, thank you so much for this, as always. And remember, folks, meditate as fast as you can. Fast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody.